Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. The Bar, Biblical and Performing. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the Scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from Scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the Scripture. Um, there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it, except for the whims of, of, man, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the Scripture, sola scriptura, Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. Welcome, everybody, to the bar. This is your boy, Dwayne. We're here. We're excited. Uh, man, I'm just elated to have uh, the guests I have on tonight. Uh, kind of hit me all of a sudden, but, you know, definitely uh, enjoy these two fellas, uh, they, they go by the Joe Foe, Mr. Joe Thorne and Jimmy Fowler. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, hey, hey. What's up? What's going on, man? Uh, if you don't know, these uh, two gentlemen have a great brand new podcast on uh, iTunes called uh, Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, please check them guys out, man. Uh, definitely a good balance of Theology and a little bit of comedy. I'm gonna leave that all. Hey, what's that, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these guys are so funny, man. So, <laughs> I guess, man, just to, to start this off, fellas, uh, you know, because I have sort of a different audience, and uh, and and you know, we we talked. You guys talked about a couple of weeks ago the different demographics. I uh, just kind of give a brief intro, man, of, of who you are and family, whatever you want to share. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna let you go first since you're the boss man. <laughs> My name is Jimmy Fowler. Jimmy Fowler, I am Elder Candidate at Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. I am married to Michelle. We've been married for 10 years. We've got three kids. 10 years. And only 10 and only three. Only 10. like a part-time husband and father. Oh, my God. I've got four kids. Plus, my parents live in our house. Plus, my grandmother lives in our house. And you have a dog. And I have a dog named Lucifer. So, yeah. We, uh, we planted Redeemer Fellowship about um, nine years ago, and uh, well, not we, you and, and your core team, not you and I. No, no, well, I, when I say we, I mean the, the, the core group. The I know, I'm just saying making sure people don't yeah, think I was no, part of that. Jimmy, Jimmy is always late to the party. I was late to the party. Yeah. He, of was up, uh, he was up not partying in Canada. No, there was a party in Canada. It was awesome. Oh, it was. What was it? How, what was it? A boot? It was a boot. Uh, <laughs> lots of uh, beer, cigarettes, and caribou. I'll tell you what. We uh, we recorded a podcast that's oh. dropping tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I might have seriously insulted all of Canada in that. No, podcast. it was really bad. Doing <laughs> really? Oh my god! Terrible. I was trying to steer them back. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said, going. I said some going. things that were not. Uh, kind. I was, yeah, I was joking. I was joking. You were joking. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have not told. My wife is Canadian. 
Uh-huh. Not told her yet what you said. I was like, I'm gonna let that drop on her. Whoa. Well, you know, the thing I love about you guys, man, um, is you know, you're straight up, you're real, you're raw. Uh, and 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 I'm sure I, I can't wait to hear what you gotta say about uh Canada because oh. <laughs> I have my share of, of Canada jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna refrain from it tonight, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna exactly. let you guys have it. I guess you know, whatever. But um one thing, man, I wanted to I guess this is for Jimmy, man. I wanted to ask you, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, get all serious and move the mic close to you. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to... Right, right, right. One thing I wanted to ask you, man. Um, I know, you know, uh, you you have a, a pretty good pastor, you would say, or mm-hmm. league pastor, right? Um, pretty decent. But what I guess yeah. in ministry. Uh, uh, where, where do you see yourself going as far as with Redeemer or, you know, anything past that? Because I know you, you know, you're a elder or about to be an elder or kind of give me a little insight on that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a great group of elders, uh, that I have the pleasure of, of serving alongside, uh, and being trained under, uh, I'm an elder candidate. It's a, it's a 12 month process of, uh, you know, you're reading books, <clears throat> um, you're doing papers. At the end of it, there's like an oral exam and a written exam, actually. Or not maybe not a written exam. I have to write a paper. You have to write a big paper. I have to write a big, like, position paper. Uh, and then I get critiqued and, and questioned. Um, so, I mean, as far as, as that, and part of that is just really edifying, right? Like, it gives the church an opportunity to get to know me. Uh, and it gets, the, it gets me the opportunity uh, to kind of grow and be trained in a environment that is graceful because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I have a lot of blunders and the church has been extremely forgiving uh, to me uh, personally. And so uh, it's, it's just fantastic for me. Uh, as far as where I see myself, I personally, uh, I, I know we've joked about it, like Joe and I and, and Pastor Pat uh, and Pastor Brian, I really don't feel like I fit in anywhere else. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I found my home. Uh, I would be quite content to die here. Um, I've been in other churches. I've worked for other churches. I've, I felt like I had to be somebody else. I felt like I had mm-hmm. to put on a, a front or a, a, a show and kind of act a certain way, talk a certain way and refrain from really being who I am. Uh, and here, warts and all, they accept me um, and, and allow me uh, to continue to worship with them and serve alongside them. Uh, and I think part of that is, and what fits in that is my, my giftings are different than Joe's, which are different than Pat's, which are different than Brian's, which are different than Jess, which are different than Rob's. And so we're able to complement each other um, and minister to the church here in a, I would say, I feel uh, convinced in a powerful way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's strong, man. You know, um, I, I don't know if I told you guys, but my background uh, is actually, uh, um, you know, Pentecostal word of faith, mm-hmm. you know, so I've been delivered, as they say. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting when you gave me the, el- you know, I guess, el- elder candidate, you know, is that, Joe, is that a normal, I guess, stage for the Southern Baptist? I know you're Abbott Southern Baptist. Is that usually how they uh, operate as far as ministers go? Well, most Southern Baptist churches don't have a plurality of elders uh, okay. in their churches. They usually have one elder or pastor and then a deacon board that functions 
as so, sort of a hybrid of elders and deacons. Uh, generally not a very healthy model, biblically in my uh, estimation. Mm-hmm. But uh, Reformed Baptist churches and most Reformed churches and most churches that I'm aware of that, that have a, a healthy elder team, uh, when they want to bring on an elder, they don't just find a guy and appoint him. Uh, they find a guy that they believe meets the biblical qualifications, and then they take some time to train him. And so what we do, which is what a lot of people do, we, 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 we find the guy, uh, we see if he's interested, uh, and this is a guy that we think meets the qualifications, but also has the right gift mix to complement wherever our current elder board might be weak or needy. And so, for example, we saw that with Jim, and uh, we approached him. Uh, he was interested, and so then we interviewed him and his wife together, and we asked them a lot of hard questions. And once the elders were excited and ready to go, we presented him to the church and said, Jimmy is now an elder candidate. You will have one year uh, or more to watch him, and we encourage you to watch him carefully. Uh, if you have any concerns about him potentially being an elder, come and talk to us, or feel free to talk to him. And uh, at the end of this training period, if we are satisfied and believe he is ready, we will present him to the body, and then the body will vote yes or no on him becoming an elder slash you know, pastor at the church. So, yeah, I think this is a one of the healthier ways to do it, and it allows people plenty of time to watch. It allows him to get in all of our elders' meetings, to begin serving and preaching and doing a lot of things that are the normal work of, of pastor elders at our church. Cool, man. That is that's pretty cool. Like I said, uh, uh, being part of that word of faith and um, and even the uh, the, the new Reforma- uh, new apostolic reformation, I got a little dabble of that. Uh, technically, uh, in some circles, they call me apostle. Can you believe that? <laughs> now, when I hear it, I just cringe. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, now, that's not me. I'm not that. You know. Um, but uh, I guess, Joe, um, one other question I wanted to ask you or, you know, but just, you know, this is a little conversation, man. Um, I was watching a video that you posted yesterday. I think it was yesterday uh, when he interviewed you about the, uh, the the Note to Self book and, and what happened after that. Um, and that, you know, I really can uh, personally uh, attest to that because it seems like when I was ministering, uh, when I hit stuff the hardest, it's almost like it came right back on me you know, the following week. So, you know, those that might didn't catch that video, just a little brief. How did you, you deal with that? Or if you want to just kind of go into that just a little bit, you know, uh, I don't want you to hit another 15 minute, you know, it's up to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually didn't post that video. Uh, I think the crossway did or some other, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, um, so yeah, but you can find it if you go to my wall, it's, it's linked on there now. Um, I, the, the short story is uh, for too long, uh, like many pastors and many people, I was working uh, without resting and I really wearied myself. And I got to the point where I was overcome with fear and anxiety uh, that I, in a way that I'd never have been before. It, it really paralyzed me and began to inhibit me and really prohibit me from ministering. Um, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm always in, I'm an insecure guy by nature, I'm just not really confident. But this was different. Um, I, I thought I needed to leave ministry. And this was in the midst of our ministry doing really well, my family doing really well. There were no problems. Church was united. There was no drama. But I just felt like I was completely uh, useless and no longer uh, going to be effective in ministry. 
So, uh, and you know, this, this can happen for a number of reasons. In my case, I was working too hard for too long without resting. Yeah. Uh, and that combined with the nature of the work that we do. You know, when you're ministering to people, you are stepping into lives that are in real need. People walking through some of the hardest experiences imaginable. And it takes a lot out of a person. Even though you're not the one going through their drama and trauma, they are the ones really right. hurting. But because you're spread out into all of these different scenarios, um, it's, it can be taxing. So uh, I got sick. Basically, I got really, really sick. And um, I... I got some good counsel from a man at Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary, one of my favorite people ever, um, David Murray. He's the professor of Old Testament and practical theology there. He's also a pastor, and he counsels a lot of pastors. Mm. And so he helped me to see what was amiss, what was out of balance in my life, and he helped me to learn how to fix it. And uh, I also had to wind up seeing a doctor, and I got prescribed anti-anxiety medication because even after I fixed all of the abuses and all the problems. And I don't mean sinful abuses. I just mean right, right. You know, the things that were out of balance in my life. I still could not get healthy. I was starving for peace of mind. And I, I just, I couldn't, it was as if the, the benefits of faith were very distant to me. And so I went on some anti-anxiety medication and I got this rest of this stuff worked out. All of that stuff was really important. Uh, I think the most important thing that I was doing at that time was preaching the word to myself regularly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of all of that, God brought me back to a place of health. And um, the, the two things that I learned there were that I was and remain the weakest man that I know. Um, I'm not afraid of that anymore. Uh, it took me a long time to, to embrace that. Right. And I feel like I had to prove something. So I know that I'm weak, uh, but I also know now, that God is strong and, and more than sufficient for the tasks that he's called me to do. So I have more confidence now than I ever did, uh, but not in myself, uh, only in Jesus. And so that's, that's the bulk of it. Gotcha. Okay. That's cool, man. Uh, Jimmy, your turn, man. I'm, I'm going to see if I can hit this back and forth, man. Um, Jimmy. Um, First of all, I want to just mention, I, I love your t-shirt. I, I was waiting for you guys at the time. Yeah, oh, Bruce Lee. I had to say it. I had to say it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got to get some more uh, 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 Righteous Rage stuff, man. But uh, I love my Bruce Lee. Mm. Um, Jimmy, man, you know, one of the, the I guess, my favorite podcasts you guys have, um, uh, I think it was talking about uh, 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 backsliding or mm. something like that. And, uh and, and it cracks me up. I think I listened to it like three or four times, man, when Jimmy made you go first. I mean, when Joe made you go first <laughs> and he put put it all out there, man. He was like, dude, I didn't. <laughs> I, and we weren't, I wasn't really prepared for that. And then he goes and throws me out like that and has me share one of the darkest moments of my life and then refuses to share That was his. dark, man. That was too dark. It was <laughs> that, was, that was scary, man. <laughs> I, you yeah. think we got some kind of real community and transparency here? That can share that kind of stuff? Oh man! I thought, that, you know, I thought the podcast would want to be real and want to be honest. Not that real. <laughs> we need sponsors, oh, man. man. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna right. sponsor that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That was so funny because Joe got on. He was like, "Bro, you really went out there." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's important to be, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the things we all, we wanted to be when we talked about podcast. Right. We want to be real. We want to be authentic. We want to be transparent. Um, and that? we want to be honest with people that 
we're sinners, right? Like we're sinners mm-hmm. that have struggled and are struggling and will struggle. And because um, I think I've had a warped view of church leaders and put them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And and I think we see that even now, right? Like with with prominent church leaders that have fallen, uh, there's this big uproar. But you know what? There's a reality that there's a lot more of the pastors that are struggling and have fallen. And we're not saying anything about them. And part of it's because of the, the platform and, and the reach that they have. Um, but the other part of it, I, I want to get to the central issue of it, is um, pastors need a safe place to be honest. Because mm-hmm. right? I, I think sometimes there's this this pressure of performing in the pastorate. And uh, we want to, in this podcast, to not perform. We want to be honest and raw and real and even in our uh, episode about repentance, sharing how we've had to repent, even mm-hmm. recently, to church members over the sins, uh, over our sins, and in the ways that we've hurt them. Um, and I think that's that's a mark, I think, of, of, of leadership, yeah. is that ability to, I think, as Joe said, you know, to be okay not being the smartest guy or not being the guy being all put together, mm-hmm. uh, but having our confidence in the gospel having our confidence in, in the God who has redeemed us and saved us and is sanctifying us and one day uh, will glorify us and we'll be with him for all eternity. That's good, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, that, I'm telling you, that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, Jimmy, while wh- you still got the mic in front of you, yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, me and you had a, a conversation about the uh, – Hmm. The, yeah, here yeah, we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 uh, I guess it was the racism podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Jimmy, you were, Jimmy, you were so eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't really put my. You're like a surgeon with your words. <laughs> All right, here's what people don't understand: podcasting is not easy in the sense that. Like, especially for Joe and I, and, and, and I'm sure for you as well, you want to be honest, yeah. you want to be real, you want to be authentic, but yep. we're also, we're not scripted. No, we're just talking. We're just talking. Yeah. This is the way, what, what people hear on the podcast is what Joe and I and Pastor Pat, this is our real conversations right. uh, that we have at the cigar shop over a glass of bourbon and a cigar or a pipe. And this is mm-hmm. just the way we converse with each other. So. In the midst of that episode, <laughs> my what happened? My, what happened, Fofo? Okay, my words came out faster than my brain was processing. <laughs> processing. Thank you. <laughs> Just like right now. Just like right now. And uh, so I said incorrectly, uh, and I misspoke that you know if there's a church in a predominantly African American neighborhood. Uh, fire the white pastor. <laughs> why? Why do you hate white people so much? I don't even understand why. Like, well, I mean, the white man has, <laughs> and it's time for us to reclaim, right, uh, our homes and our neighborhoods. <sighs> no, okay. And I appreciate <laughs> part of that for me was uh, losing play, losing our place on where we were actually talking. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was having a conversation and, and was making a point about, and I think I shared this with you, Dwayne, mm-hmm. about how there are a small number of churches. I'm, I'm willing to say a small number of churches um, 
that are predominantly white in white neighborhoods that for the for the purpose of trying to appear diversified without the real intention of ever being diversified. Like not at the le- level of leadership for sure. Yeah. yeah. But no, beyond, the, beyond that one. Beyond that one where they would hire an African-American uh, pastor so they can say and kind of throw them up there and say, look, we're diversified, everyone. Look, we're diversified. And in the end, I feel like they're just using the individual who is mm-hmm. more than capable and more than equipped to minister to God's people, but they're being used and propped up. And that was kind of what I was, I was more speaking to, but unfortunately right. I was uh, not clear in what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't, I really do believe that there are plenty of African-American uh, pastors that are, are ministering to, to anyone, to everyone. Mm-hmm. In the same way, I think there are uh, white pastors that are in predominantly black neighborhoods that are also ministering quite well. God has equipped them and God has called them uh, into that context. And I, and I believe that God, by that his spirit, is ministering to them as they faithfully proclaim his gospel. Unfortunately, all, the only thing people heard, and because I, <laughs> because I uh, so eloquently <laughs> uh, proclaimed it because I was loud when I said that. Yeah, Joe tried to save you though. I t- I get tried to credit. save me. Joe was like, "No, what do you?" you know? <laughs> he kept trying, but I was like, "Trying to reel you in, man." <laughs> I think because I, I was trying to push because he was he was saying you don't hire a minority as a as a tool, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was and I was like, "Yeah, but it, you know, a lot of churches are." Like there are white churches in neighborhoods that have transitioned to become, uh, you know, dominated by African Americans or Latinos or whatever, and they're not reaching the community. Uh, they're 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 driving in to their old church that they've always loved, and they're mm-hmm. dying. yeah. And I was trying to make the point, like, well, in that case, it would make sense to me to hire somebody that can reach that community yeah. to bring in perhaps a, a, an African American pastor. And and you know like transition so that you're actually reaching that's the right. people and then and, and adapting the culture of the church to reflect the culture of the community while remaining right. strong on biblical principles mm-hmm. and then you just jump on you're like yeah fire that white guy <laughs> <laughs> and, and so and this is also where you know uh, the struggle of podcasting comes in mm-hmm. um, because in my head I'm also thinking through my own past experiences right I'm also thinking through yeah. being part of churches uh, and I'm thinking in in my context uh, I had ministered for 10 years up in Canada uh, mm-hmm. and there's a, a very large First Nations community where uh, First Nations individuals were it was like yeah you're free to come you're free to be a part of our church but be like us act right. like us assimilate and and worship in our way and style and I felt like that was just that was in my mind. I felt like that was unbiblical, right? Because you know, here God has geared a certain people group to worship God in a certain way, uh, with passions that they have and creativity that they have that I, as an Anglo, don't have, um, or a half Anglo, however you want to put it, uh, <laughs> don't have. And so, you know, that's that's all these things are going through my head. I was also even in that in that podcast talking about. You know, I'd spent a couple of years in Uganda and right. had watched as a white worship leader came in and was trying to change, change these Ugandans to worship in a Western way. 
and saw the life being sucked out yeah. of the beauty mm-hmm. that was that was that was happening week to week. And so, yeah, you know, incorrectly um, <laughs> and rashly, I misspoke and said, "Fire the white people." <laughs> yep, yep, you did, you did. You I know. did. But yeah, you were very, and I appreciate Dwayne. Uh, that day, you and I were messaging back and forth, and I appreciate the grace that you had. Uh, and the counsel that you gave me, and I mean that sincerely, it was really helpful. Uh, Jimmy didn't stop crying until we <laughs> talked to him. Well, I we were going to tell him to uh, <laughs> You know, that's funny, though, because because uh, uh, I think I said something. I said something like, uh, since you run things, uh, uh, Jim, and you said, Joe said, I run this show straight into the wall after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. That was it. I was was going right straight to the wall. (laughs) Yeah. But I want to speak on that, you know, kind of what I I gave you in the inbox, but just for my listeners, um, as far as the worship side go, um, because... You know, like I, like I continue to say it, man, because I'm, I'm thankful to be, you know, in the reform camp. But one thing that that uh, that I'm appreciative because, you know, I was at the church with the lasers, the countdown, the smoke, the pyros. I mean, we had I, I coordinated a marching band to come down the aisles and come across. I mean, all so of that. You had the fog machine like you were everything. You were at, you were at Nick. Batsig's church. No, no, no. I was actually up in the Presbyterian. Is that where it was? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was actually at a, a really big church here in Greenville, uh-huh. um, and actually they're on TVN. Uh, uh-huh. uh, no shout outs here, though. No shout outs. Okay, but. No shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, that's where I was at, man. And um, when I, uh, you know, started studying the reform faith, and it's funny because I always tell people the thing that started my journey into reform theology was Shaolin, you know, listening mm-hmm. to his album, you know, answered a lot of questions. And and I found it refreshing to go to the first place I went was a Presbyterian church. Uh, and I found it refreshing, man, to just sing hymns to a B3 organ, you know, mm-hmm. with no lights, no fog machine, yeah. no, you know, everybody singing, you know, and it was, it was, you know, definitely a, a great feel. And, and that's where I speak to, you know, uh, bringing the culture, but to me, I think orthodoxy and make sure we worshiping, you know, you know, and leaving out the, the, the funky stuff, what I say funky, but you know, the, the lasers and smokes and stuff, but just having a pure heart and worshiping, whether it be uh, a guitar and, 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 and acapella or whatever, or, you know, I just really enjoy that. And I think, you know, sometimes uh, people think that you have to bring that along. Not necessarily. I mean, you can definitely adopt where you are. I'm, and you guys know, I'm not the typical guy, man. So I, I definitely personally enjoy that, but enough of that, man. I'm mm-hmm. get off my little soapbox. <laughs> uh, people that be listening, they know how I can get down. But Joe, Joe man, I want to talk about uh, the bad things. I love that oh, episode as well. Yeah, yeah you, you know that's coming, Joe. You can't you can't be on a podcast anywhere without somebody asking you about cigars and birds. <laughs> that's and, all right. You know. So, and you know, my audience is mostly you know African American, and in the the, the, the African-American black church, uh, they are, they frown upon those things and they, they, you know, are taught that, you know, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to drink. You're not supposed to do these things. So, uh, as much time as you want, it could be brief. It could be overview, man. Just kind of talk about it. I've heard you explain it like three times and, and, and really it freed me up. I read the, uh, 
the blog you did. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember the name of, I'm sorry, but it was like a four point blog on like mm-hmm. cigar smoking or whatever. And I read that, man. It was just like, ha, free. Thank you. <laughs> so just kind of touch on that, man. Yeah, well, what I would want to say to, to any any group that's, that's listening to me and, you know, maybe they've, like, I'm really open on social media. I've been that way since the dawn of social media. I just put everything out there, not to flaunt it, just to show what I'm doing and what I'm about. Like, these are just, so lots of pics of my kids, lots of pics of my cigars. That's just what you're going to see. So what I would want to say to a group of Southern Baptists who generally frown upon these kinds of things or to your audience is uh, a few things. Number one, uh, I am against abuse yeah. of, of anything, really. Uh, I'm against drunkenness in, in, of any kind. And those are, are serious sins that we need to be careful with. Uh, gluttony, greed, uh, these are sins that we need to not just look out for in other people's lives, but in our own lives, because we usually will wind up giving ourselves a pass in one area or another. Um, So if a person doesn't drink, they might give themselves a pass on gluttony. Mm -hmm. Or if a person doesn't struggle uh, with with weight at all, they might give themselves a pass on gluttony because nobody can tell. Uh, (laughs) Or they might, or somebody might, like they might drink too much. And since it's not well known, None of this is okay. We've got to take what the scripture says very seriously and live carefully. So I'm all for us living carefully. Paul tells us to do this. Be careful in how you live because the days are evil. We don't live in an easy world. We don't live in an easy culture. This culture is jacked. And my heart is is wayward at times. So we need to be careful and we need people around us that will hold us accountable. So like the men in, in this church will hold me accountable. Jimmy and I and other people will hold us accountable. Church members will hold us elders accountable. So all of that I want to affirm on the outset. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I would want to say is, is we are radically, uh, passionately convinced in sola scriptura, that the scripture alone is our authority in all faith and practice. So I cannot call something sin that scripture does not call or imply is sin. And I will not uh, call something good, right, in the scripture indicate mm-hmm. that it is good. And when it comes to alcoholic beverages, the wine is very, the Bible is very clear that wine and strong drink is a good thing. It is mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It condemns drunkenness all over the place, mm-hmm. but it does not con- uh, condemn the consumption of beverage alcohol. It is seen as a blessing to God's people when he blesses Israel. Their, their, their vats overflow with wine. We know that this wine was alcoholic. And even if it was cut, it was cut to the alcohol percentage of a beer uh, which is still pretty easy to get drunk on, if you, especially if you're lightweight, uh, and you just have a, a few. Now, um, because biblical scholarship universally agrees that um, that the wine oinos in uh, in the Bible and that strong drink in the Bible was alcoholic and could get people intoxicated, all of the arguments about it being grape juice are simply nonsensical, non-scholarly. And not to be that that opinion is not to be uh, respected in any academic or serious um, scholarly context. It, <gasps> it, 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 I, I have it, to gasp right there because you know Big J Mac. You know he said it was grape juice, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
like I said, Dr. Paige Patterson. Like, says. like I said, no real, <laughs> no real biblical scholar. No, no, don't say no, that. Listen, come on now. Oh, come on. Not, he is not a biblical scholar. He is a he's a great pastor. He's a great preacher. But he's not a biblical scholar. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I would I would beg to differ with him, as would you know uh, the vast majority of the Christian church. And listen, step outside of America and try to find the Christian church in other countries that views alcohol the way that your average fundamentalist Christian in America views it. It's just not, I mean, you go to Germany, go to Canada for crying out loud. Um, they just don't even think in the same categories. And I understand that alcoholism here is bizarrely abusive. Our kids go to college and they binge drink themselves yeah. to death. These things we have to speak out about. So, um, when it, when it comes to what is sin, I let the Bible alone tell me, and that's the end of it. That, 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 is, that is the end of it. Now, when it comes to showing deference to other people, I think we need to do that. Mm -hmm. But, so, like, when I have people over to my house, we have beer and alcohol there um, and boxes of cigars. Um, if I have people over that I don't think would enjoy it or I know aren't into it, I don't bring it out or bring it up. They know that I probably have it there, but it's just not an issue. Right. Uh, other people, I, I, I invite them to, to share in, in these things, and it's okay. At our church, we have teetotalers who have never had alcohol and never will, and we have people that are bourbon nerds. You know, uh, we have uh, <laughs> beer snobs and, and beer brewers. We have people that do their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody's okay because we all understand that each man be convinced in his own mind and glorify the Lord. So I don't want to be a militant, angry guy who is flaunting his liberty. Mm -hmm. But at the other, on the other hand, I am not about to roll over for Pharisaic legalists who want to tell me that something God says is good is wrong, who forbid uh, marriage or abstaining from certain foods uh, as, as a mark of godliness when Scripture simply does not. Bottom line is John the Baptist didn't drink alcohol. Jesus definitely did. And uh, both are good examples for us in their own way. Good deal, man. That's alcohol, but what about cigars? <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll, I'll tell people, you can link to it in your in your show notes. But I will do it. Um, I think it's called Cigars, Christian, and the Glory of God or something like See, that. See, now I don't feel so bad because you don't even remember no, what the title is. <laughs> I, I wrote that and I forget. I write stuff and forget about it. I, don't um, I got you. So the main issue with cigars is um, – you know, what grounds do we have to say that it is sinful? And so some people want to go to the passage in 1 Corinthians, right? Mm -hmm. The body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and you, you shouldn't defile it. And I want to affirm that 100%. Um, but Paul explains very clearly that the way that you defile the body is through sexual immorality, not through um, ingesting anything. <laughs> it's about food. It isn't about smoke. It isn't about any of those things. It is not about risky lifestyle. It is mm -hmm. about sexual immorality and to try to force it to apply to other things, especially other things that the scripture does not condemn is dangerous. Mm. It is, it is a, is more than dangerous. Mm. I mean, I, I think that is deadly to the Christian faith. Mm. So let's affirm what it says. Now, if they want to make the argument that your human body is a gift of God, we can prove this from scripture and that we ought to treat it with respect and, and dignity I'm totally, okay, now we're fine. We can mm -hmm. go to Genesis. We can go to other passages to affirm this. Now the question is, what grounds do we have to say that cigar smoking is sinful? Well, they're going to say, well, it's bad for you, and you're going to get cancer and die, uh, which is a possibility. Cigar smoke, uh, not, I mean, 
statistically not near as, as likely, but uh, it is risky behavior. Uh, cigarette smoking in, in which you inhale is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. Let's put all the smoking together. Cigarette smoking that you inhale, that you smoke multiples of all day long, and as well as pipe smoking and cigar smoking that you don't inhale and you have a couple a day at the most. Well, I have Most people probably have one a week or two a week. So put all of that together, and that's still not number one in terms of what kills people. The leading cause of death in America is heart disease associated with diet. And nobody seems to care. Not in the church anyways. Nobody True. seems to bat an eye. They eat the fried chicken, which I love, man. They eat oh, the yeah. fried chicken. They eat, I eat gizzards, man. I'll, I'll eat a mm-hmm. pound of fried gizzards. Oh, my God. <laughs> I myself. So, like, we'll eat all this bad food, but we won't think it's sin. We'll say, mm-hmm. well, no, gluttony is a sin, but not eating these foods. Well, we're not talking about gluttony. We're just talking about the consumption of dangerous products. Mm-hmm. So is risk itself sinful? And yeah. I don't think that it is. I don't think you can make the case that risk is inherently sinful. There are risks that we take on any given day on a number of different levels, and some people take greater risks and other people take lesser risks. Risk is unfortunately a part of life in the fallen world, and that's something that we have to deal with, measure, and be responsible with. But my reading of the scientific research concerning cigar consumption for non-previous cigarette smokers leads me to say the risk here is small and I'm not concerned about it. And uh, I'm, I'm much more concerned about my diet right now than I am my cigar smoking. So right. I want to address that much more than I want to address, you know, uh, something like, uh, like, like cigar smoking. So I, I don't think you can make a case for cigar smoking being sinful biblically. I don't think you can make a case for it being unwise biblically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make a case for it not being culturally appropriate in a certain context. Yeah. So if you're if you are in a um, if you're in a context in which everyone looks and I mean the world right the world looks at cigar smoking and they go wow th- this is an evil and this mm-hmm. is not okay well then now you've got to think about it on that level not just on the health level right but um, but that's just not the case I mean and even here um, nobody thinks that uh, in our culture they think cigarette smoking is gross and dangerous but uh, they don't think of it as something that is inherently sinful. They just, right. in their culture, they just, you know, they're, they're, they're afraid of third-hand smoke for, at this point, for crying out loud. <laughs> which, is, which is even less real than second-hand smoke. Which is, yeah. Yeah, so I, just, I just want to be biblical, I want to be careful, and I want right. to be charitable toward one another. Yeah. And not angry at each mm-hmm. other when we're trying to, like, flesh these things out and, 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 and listen to each other and explain how we're trying to follow Christ and live in this world. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good. I used that uh, that Corinthians actually uh, this week. Uh, somebody kind of and uh, and it's so funny because growing up, you hear that verse. You you imagine you know when you smoke the the Holy Spirit's in your body coughing, <laughs> 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 you know. But uh, I yeah, I definitely use that reference, man. Um, good stuff, man. Good good stuff. And uh, those that are listening, man, I hope you're definitely paying attention um, because. Like you said, it's more about the biblical man. Solar scriptura. Uh that's that's our theme. That's that's what we stand on. Uh Jimmy, man, um this is uh this is kinda kinda fun, man. I always yeah. notice and I always catch your song references. Oh, and, and Joe, Joe always be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> so I get. I mean, this is kind of personal, man. How, how old are you, Jimmy? Uh, I am thirty four years old. 
That's it. We're the same age. That's what it That's is. It. That's what it is. Joe's just too old. He doesn't get, <laughs> he doesn't get you know, uh, he's still trying to figure out who Duran Duran is. Right, like, right. I grew up in the 80s. I know Duran Duran better than you know Duran Duran. Joe, Joe is I know Duran Duran. Joe's 70. I mean, and he's, he's got a few more years left in him. I like listen, goes we to listen glory. to different kinds and, of music. Okay, well, yes, we okay, we do listen to different kinds of music. Right. Joe is into Swedish death metal. Swedish? I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. Swedish, Swedish death not metal. just Swedish, but yeah, Gothenburg metal, uh, <laughs> melodic death metal in particular. Uh, but in all of Scandinavia, produces the best. But yeah, <laughs> sure. I have I have came uh, like I've showed up on a Saturday. Uh, to grab something from the office, and I'll come out here. Joe's in his office, and the door's closed. And from the outside, I'll hear this like, <laughs> and I'll open the door, and the music's blurry. That sounds nothing like uh, death metal. No, that's that's just. <laughs> and then I come in here, and he's just like sitting there, bobbing his head. His feet, mm. he always does this with his feet. I do not. You do. Your feet are always moving up and down like pistons. <laughs> <laughs> like this. And he's just sitting there with his uh, with his Bible open, his journal out, and his pencil. And he's writing his sermon. Hey, Joe, Joe, you must be playing the double bass. That's why both feet be going. Yes, yes. It, it, it sometimes I, I, I do the double all bass. The time, all, all the time. All the time. Only when the double all bass kicks the in. Time. All the time. I got you. I got you. Yes, I'm, I'm a drummer, so I, I, I knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, I grew up listening to metal. It's all I listen to. I mean, I listen to jazz like John Coltrane and, right. and Miles Davis and Sonny Rollins and stuff like that. But mostly metal. Uh, so when he throws out these references, like songs, like like what's the one you always sing? You always say it, and then I go at the end of it, I always go, "I'm loving it." Like what's that? What's that song that you sing all the time? I don't even know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It just happens. It just happens. We're sitting. There. I have no idea, but everybody else knows who what it is. Oh. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. He it's 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 so funny because he does it every <laughs> almost every episode. He makes a song reference, and then you're like, "What are you talking about?" Oh gosh. <laughs> oh no. Here it is. Here it is. I I, I go. This is how we do it. I'm loving it. I had that because it sounds like the McDonald's song. It's just like I'll, I'll walk into the cigar shop and we're like, we're doing something and we, or we're playing cards. Uh-huh. cards. And Joe and I are always partners because mm-hmm. we always win. That's right. And the thing is, like, Joe and I have this motto when we play cards um, we are we're bad losers. We're bad losers. But mm-hmm. we're the worst winners because we are jerks when it comes to this. <laughs> There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of smack talking and while we're playing because I just know. I can just feel during our game, Joe is going to do this. I can just mm-hmm. feel it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he'll does, he does it, and I go, this is how we do it. <laughs> People around us are just like, shut up. Just shut <laughs> up. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah I, I, just, I like I like music. I just have a wide range. I don't. No, you don't. I, I don't know. You have a wide range. I got a wide range. You have one decade. I don't, you have one decade. To listen to. <laughs> Two decades. Just so you know that I think this is all we oh, do. Like, is eighty. You have like eighty-five to ninety-five. All right, that's probably fair. That's yeah. a fair assessment right there. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I stretch a little further, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> but that's cool, man. That is so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really, really, really hope I get an opportunity to, to come up to see you guys, man. That's oh, one of my that's one of my goals for 2017. Um mm-hmm. and, and so we can sit down and have a cigar and some bourbon and just hang out, man. Um but I'm not gonna hold you guys because I know you just did back to back to back. But uh, I guess my next question is, which one is Jordan and which one is Pippen? I'm Jordan. <laughs> you're, you're too slow. No, man. I thought you were too you're, slow. No, you're fine. You're Jordan. And uh, I'm Rodman. That, that's, no, you said, but no, you no, said no, no I'm not Pippen. Pippen. Look at his face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, don't say that. Oh, my. Pippen looks like, like a fish that got hit in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> that is definitely not me. I look, I look more like Rodman. Oh, okay. Oh, that's better. He's got that's tattoos. better. He's got tattoos. He like yeah. he marries himself. He, he mar- oh, you know what? You're right. You are Rodman. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. love yourself more yeah, than right. Right. He beats Rodman. Up, like defenseless cameramen for no reason. Yeah, like, that, that's more my temperament. I can see that. Yeah, you know what? That's a pretty good. You're right. You are. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Phil Jackson. You're that's okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> you're Phil Jackson. <laughs> how, how proud of you are? I know. I know. I'm gonna be Phil Jackson. I'm gonna be honest. I was really shocked that he knew who Phil Jackson was. Really? I no. This is the guy who has no idea about sports. I know sports no, well enough. I'm not. in the fantasy football league. Okay, last last fantasy football season though, what was your first round pick? Well, I don't remember last year. Tony Nobody remember. Gonzalez. Oh, no way. He had just retired. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the list. He was on the thing. How can you draft him if he's not playing? Uh, tried getting Tim Tebow. No, I really? didn't. <laughs> No, Joe is terrible. Joe is uh, terrible. Oh, I'm telling the story. I didn't know what you're talking about. Oh, Cubs game, postseason. What the best? Year. It was like the best game of the right. season. Mm-hmm. And I was there. We was okay. great. So we went last year. The Cubs were in the postseason. And postseason. Joe, okay. Right. Joe doesn't know anything about sports. I know. I, mean, I know enough. I mean that. He knows <laughs> nothing. In the middle. No, you are terrible. So, you know, we had the opportunity to go watch a Cubs postseason Do you remember what, game. what game it was? Game. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, wait, no, you, no, you, no, you don't know. You don't know. So we went. And, uh, so we had a few of our other elders and their sons come, and we, we, we took a limo down. And on the way back, someone asked, one of, the, one of the sons asked about, what is the wild card? Like, what does that mean? What is the wild right. card? How does that happen? It was an honest question. And so Joe was acting like he was about to answer and then was I, like, I was going to answer. Oh, and then he's like, "Oh no, I'll let you go ahead. I'm going to give you the opportunity." I could, I could have, I could. So we're all sitting there going, "Oh, Joe, no, 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 we have to hear this. <laughs> What's the wild card game?" And his son, his son goes, "Dad, no, you're going to embarrass me." <laughs> <laughs> he was playing around. He was playing around. He was playing around. <laughs> all right, what's the wild card game? Uh. Well, it's not just a, a game. It's a series of games yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, like, baseball, for example. <laughs> because, because there are two divisions, uh-huh. right? There are two divisions. Mm-hmm. And once you get down to see who the top whatever passages – we're getting text. You have to use the wild card to figure out who's going to be in the playoffs. Uh-huh. That's what you got to use the wild card So for. how do they figure out who's in the wild card? Whoever wins. No, no, so you got first place, second place, and then the wild card would be third place. That's, that's right. So, 
he actually did research afterwards because uh-huh. the answer in the game and at that moment was, well, then there's like numbers and they, they pick out of a hat and they figure <laughs> out <laughs> everyone's assigned a number that correlates <laughs> to a letter. And it's like wild the first cards. division, second division. That's what wild cards are like jokers. Is this like the 3A division or something like that? Uh, <laughs> and they find out they're part of the big 10 with... Who did you uh, ask? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy was just talking about like he, Jimmy made a reference to some person just this week. You were like, oh, yeah, it's like this person. And everybody's nodding their head going, yeah, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> something? Oh, what was that? No, no, we were talking about Cordell Stewart. Oh, you don't um, know who Cordell Stewart is, Jimmy? No, no, I've never heard of that. No, we were make, I was making a reference of the one time I allowed auto-pick when I did a fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drafted Cordell Stewart when he was with the Bears. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so bad. That's what we were talking about. And everyone's nodding, you know, laughing about it. And Joe's just sitting there. And I could tell. Joe has <laughs> no idea what I'm talking about. No idea. Still he don't know. He doesn't even know who I'm talking about. Okay, let, let, let's, let's just do it. We'll, we'll end on this. Let's do a test. All right. Dwayne, pick a sports figure that you feel like, not Jordan. Obviously, I know, because I, I watched the Bulls all through the 90s. So, contemporary, okay, okay. well-known contemporary well-known sports figure that just most men would know clay thompson now this is how i would answer if jimmy asked me that (laughs) clay thompson is a little overrated (laughs) 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 no he's good i'm not saying he's not good he's good clay Clay is, you know, his, his last season was okay. <laughs> but I don't know that I believe in him anymore like I used to. Clay Thompson sounds like the name of a guy who would play baseball. <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of Clay Thompson in my life. Oh, Joe, Joe. I don't even watch baseball, Joe, so that it would never be a baseball reference. No, Clay Thompson. <laughs> Thompson, Jimmy? Uh, basketball player, he was with Golden State. That's correct. Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, here's the thing. I don't even really watch basketball, but I at least I can understand what's going on in the world around me. I'm reading my Bible, man. I'm not. Oh, you're going to Jesus. Jesus. You're going to Jesus. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> my Bible, so I don't know. Uh, Hey, well, well, one more for the road. One more question for the road. Uh, uh, who is uh, Kevin Durant playing for this season? Oh, now I have heard the name Kevin Durant. Oh, you should know. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say that's a football guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, football season has started. It makes no. sense that that would be the thing. Bang. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, listen, I do know. He just, I know. Signed. No, no, no. He just signed basketball. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Basketball for the Lakers. No. Basketball. Wait, no, no, no. For the squirrels. No. Yeah, that, squirrels. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what? Don't tell the squirrels. <laughs> nah, man. He signed with Golden State, man. Golden State Warriors. That sounds like a college team. Is that a college team? No. Oh my gosh, Joe. Chill, man. Slide the mic back over. Slide. All right. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to apologize. I, I, again, Joe seventy and oh, in senile. Uh, but no, man. We really appreciate. The yes, opportunity to, get to talk with you and to actually get to uh, see your face and talk for a bit. We, we text. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, whenever you come up here, man, you know that you've got a place in my house, man. So mm-hmm. you're, you're 
more than welcome. Uh, we've got conferences we'd love to meet with you at if we can find a way to to set that up. You know, disciple or not disciple? What's the one uh, for the church? Is for the up. church is coming up in Kansas okay. City. That's going to be a great one this year. But next year, legacy over in Chicago. But yeah, mm-hmm. we would just love to to see you at some point, whether it's here in Chicago or at a conference. Man, we we're really enjoying what you're doing. We just yeah. we praise God for you. Uh, and we just thank you, man, for your encouragement and the ministry that you've had uh, to us. Appreciate you guys, man. Before you go, uh, Jimmy, since you usually do it on the show, let the people know how they can get in contact with you guys and, <clears throat> and you know, make sure you tell them about it. If they leave bad comments, what you're going to do, right? Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, you can go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo, or we have a Facebook page, Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, you can head on over to iTunes and leave a re- honest review. Most likely that's going to be five stars. Uh, anything less than that is <clears throat> not really honest, but, you know, just be honest and give us five stars. Uh, you can also head over to our website, DoctrineDevotion.com, and there there is a Contact Us page. You can click on that link. You can fill out the form and give us your, your honest feedback, your comments, your ideas, uh, your suggestions, and your thoughts. Any criticisms, uh, we will make fun of you. Like on the air. Uh, we we don't we ain't got time for we'll, that. We'll, we'll we'll make fun of you even if you don't leave criticisms. So just send us an email. If we read your email, we're gonna make fun of your name. So yeah, we uh, we appreciate it. You can subscribe, and uh, uh, we love connecting with people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I want to thank you for joining me again, fellas. Definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, this last minute hustle, man. Feel like we. I uh, would give a basketball reference, but Joe wouldn't get it. So nope, anyway, <laughs> feel like we, we, slam dunk. Yeah, oh. there you go. It's a thing, Joe. It's a thing. I was gonna I'm say, say you know. I'm gonna say this. Hey, Joe, on our show, uh, we usually do ollie oops. What is an ollie oop? Oh, you're done now. Oh, he knows this one. Yeah, and it's it's not ollie. It's alley, isn't it? I guess yep. right, alley oop. Okay, I'm saying, let me educate you. So no, I'm saying it the okay. white way so you understand. So, so if, if if I if I am Rodman, because this would be Rodman's position, I'm Rodman. I'm what? underneath. Yeah, I'm Dennis Rodman. I'm underneath the basket, and then mm-hmm. you're 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 Pippin. You're flat face Pippin. Pippin, and you throw the ball up, and then Rodman, that's me, jumps up with my nipple rings and my tattoos. I grab the ball while it's coming to the basket and slam it in. And All when right. you slam it in, you get more points. No, you don't get <laughs> more points. There'd be no point. If you, if, you it, if you put it in, you get you get two points. If you slam it in, that's a three pointer. That's why. That's why they do oh. it. That's why. Joe, 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 you was winning, man. You was winning. There's no reason to slam it if it doesn't give you more oh. points. I know it. Oh, oh my God, I love it, man, man. Appreciate you guys. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but thank you so much, man, for having us on. Love you, Dwayne. Yes, sir. I love you guys too, man. Make sure you check out the bar, everybody. We're right here. Try to be here as much as we can. Um, it's uh, you can search it by being uh, biblical and reformed. Uh, also, you can follow the Facebook page connected to it. That's facebook.com/slash bnd2012. We're also on Twitter, bnd2012 on Twitter. And uh, just show us some love and uh, give us five stars so we can uh, yeah. be a good, good, good podcast and this work and get out, man. And we can have more great guests like we have tonight. And uh, again, thank you, fellas. And uh, we're out of here, y'all. Peace. Later. The bar. Biblical and performing.
For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the Scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from Scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the Scripture. Um, that there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it, except for the whims of, of, man, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the Scripture, sola scriptura, Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was the plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month. $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there